The following podcast is a production of the LAG. Creepy Pete and Chili Cheese J present. All right, so uh, this is just to um, prove to you that I'm not lying about this game that I found. Okay, so there's a bit of weirdness. I should not have felt doubt. What the? Pet Scout, a lame ass gamers network investigation. That's a dead kid. This is just luck that I happen to find this. We're back where we left off. Watching someone still utilizing the debug menus of Petscop. Sifting through a list of recorded gameplays spanning many iterations of Petscop. It's only seconds into this video which we see the file titled Marvin. Seemingly from the sixth generation of this growing organism we've come to know as. So what we have here is our usual Let's Play YouTube video which are beyond common on the platform. He starts a new save file and he inputs the name we will now know him by. He will simply be known as MVM, otherwise known as Marvin. So as we're ready to dive into this rabbit hole that is Petscop, I'll hand it over to Creepy Pete to be your navigator through this Petscop video. We see a character sprite. Marvin. No arms, yellow skin, wide open eyes, a red mouth similar to a bird's beak, dressed in a dark green shirt, brown pants, and oversized bare feet. Marvin makes his way east, down a road, the setting immersed in a hazy white fog as a giant sign comes into view, letting him know that this is the gift plane. Marvin stops at a pink sign. A question mark pops up, and it reads, The gift plane is closed indefinitely. All personnel have left. If you are unaware, the gift plane provided homes to a hundred young pets. We get a jump cut to Marvin inside the gift plane house, trying to enter a door that he's prompted with the statement, This door is locked. Another jump cut occurs. As we see Marvin in Rona's room, meandering as Ronas hovers in reaction to his approach. The footage cutting sporadically, as if Marvin has been stuck in this portion of the game for some amount of time. The game is paused, and we see that Marvin has collected no pieces, along with the text, recording playback. Marvin chooses options on the pause screen, then scrolls down to controls. Upon doing this, we see a PlayStation controller with the inputs, but notice that the right and left on the directional pad are strangely set up opposite. Left is right, and right is left. We can also hear some sounds that are seemingly Marvin hitting incorrect inputs on the controller, maybe trying to correct the D-pad's inputs. As Marvin tries to navigate the pause menu further, we hear a familiar tone. The same tone we heard when Paul put in the D-pad code he found on the note when he first played Petscop. Marvin exits the gift plane and we see a loading screen with a seemingly revolving door inside the gift plane itself. 
We now see Marvin on the new maker plane in front of the small brick structure. The text in the left hand corner displaying name Marvin. Under that, Gen 6. Marvin takes in the surroundings, seemingly reluctant, just wandering around the space. No objective, just wandering. The gameplay cuts, and we now see that the upper left display now reads, Name, Auto, H, Z, D, K, 2, L, H, Q. Followed instantly with other numerous jump cuts with random text in the upper left corner of the screen. All of these names running on the sixth generation of Petscop. Suddenly, we're now in a seventh generation iteration of Petscop. Another random name. The Guardian sprite in front of the small brick building of the new Maker plane is shown. As they take a few steps, suddenly a text box appears. Hi Marvin, Rainer here. You have to be careful this time. If you start running out there without a sense of purpose, you'll get lost. I'm writing this on July 10th, 1997, and care is still missing. We are searching. Last weekend, we almost got lost ourselves. Your search is harder. Beyond here, there are no landmarks, but this model of a brick building though crude, should still be familiar to you. Marvin, confused by this text, scrambles north above the brick structure before another text box interrupts him. Where is this building? Marvin proceeds to just stay within the confines of the brick building as another text stops him in his tracks once again. From here, I want you to find a grave. You know the grave I'm talking about. It's definitely out here somewhere. It's unmarked, of course. That's the trouble. You're the only person who can find it. Marvin goes back and forth. Then, deciding to venture south of what was his comfort zone, heads back to the brick structure, hesitant to venture too far away, when suddenly, a new text box pops up stating... I increased your speed so you can search faster. Marvin meanders a bit. The sprite is right in front of the brick structure. We witness a fade to black to the new maker plane. Now a different day of Marvin's play, and in front of the closed cellar door in the new maker plane that Paul witnessed open back in the second Petscott video in random fashion. As Marvin enters the cellar door, we see a loading screen, the likes of which we haven't seen before. As Marvin travels down the stairs, he is greeted with a sign that, when prompted, states, Roadmap. He travels to the right, and in this underground corridor, he's greeted by four pillars with darkened objects upon them, with a sign that reads, Caskets. When these are done, they will be great. Anybody who sees them is sure to become part of the family. Marvin views the objects on the pillars. The first is a chalkboard with some scribbled words that we can't make heads or tails of. Before a text prompt states, This one is called Casket 4. 
Five words written on a chalkboard in the dirty building you inhabit. The next object has a base that resembles the colors of the bedroom from Petscop 14, with what appears to be a black drawing of the same set of hands from the Care NLM sprite against a red backdrop. Another text box pops up. This one is called Casket 3. After kicking you out of the house, your wife started painting the walls black to cover the stencils. I helped. She made it feel urgent. That Saturday I was busy with work. She pinned a note. It contained a list of objects. Clearly a nod to the censored object being painted over with black paint in Petscop 14. The third object is a large red triangle with an image of Care's face on it. This is likely the spinning censored object we saw in Paul's playthrough that came from the large present in the cake room. The text reads, This is called Casket 2. As I painted, I watched Care dance around the house. She liked to spin. She became a blur. But in that blur, somehow, she spun around from 45 degrees to 90, to 180, to 360, to 720, 1080, 1440, 1800, 2160, winding, tightening, tightening. I was stunned by pure horror and disgust. The final object is appropriately named Casket 1. This object is a red vase with a sunflower in it while it lays on its side. You showed Care her red, blurry face reflection in a vase. The text then shows us some dialogue from Marvin as he asks Care, Do you see that? Look at how ugly you are now. Care squinted her eyes. The reflection wasn't clear at all. But as you began to describe her grisly deformities, she began to see them. Nobody wants to see you like this. Marvin said to her, but she soon escaped and bravely returned home. In her bathroom mirror, she saw a clear picture. After reading the descriptions of all the objects, Marvin continues on his path through the corridor. He is greeted by a sign that simply says, Places, next to a picture on the wall of what looks like the school or some large gray structure with a window and bench. This is clearly in the Newmaker Plane, as we see the familiar grassy terrain and almost absence of any light. Marvin continues through the familiar path we saw at the beginning of Petscop, and as he traverses this underground section of the Newmaker Plane, we see he has discovered the same picture of his house that Paul had found in his first trip here, prominently hanging on the dirt wall. He observes this painting for quite some time, and then continues on his way through. Next, approaches and observes the picture of the school, which is just around the corner. Finally, he arrives at the final picture hanging, which as we've seen before is of the mysterious windmill that disappeared. All of these pictures have a significant correlation to Marvin, and part of us wishes we could hear his reactions, like we did Paul's.
After observing the windmill picture, the footage abruptly cuts to Michael Hammond's grave. Still reading. 1988 to 1995. Mike was a gift. As Marvin walks away from this, we see a rather disturbing glitch. The grave's description and text remain on the screen, prominent and front and center, even as Marvin is done interacting with it. Marvin exits through the corridor to the left of the shed, and even after the new area is loaded, the grave's information is still on his screen. Perhaps an ominous reminder and message to him. Seemingly out of nowhere as Petscop is alive in its own sense, we see one of Tool's ask prompts come up. Marvin starts to ask, Did you dig? He stops before hitting the G. After a hesitation and rephrases his question to, Did you find Lena? Who we know Marvin is responsible for her disappearance. This moment of hesitation shows a grave undertone and confusion in Marvin. Marvin is now in front of Tool, and the answer is given. I don't know. Another text prompt pulls up, and we see Marvin ask, Who is your boss? Tool still answers with, I don't know. As we see the answer in crayon text circling the sprites, a third prompt arises, and Marvin asks, What year is it? The same question Paul asked in this room. A calendar drops down with a green heading on it, resembling the calendar in Marvin's house from 1997. Marvin then walks over to look through the telescope window that shows the windmill above ground. He adjusts the telescope and raises it as high as it can go, just clearing the top of the windmill before lowering it. He then starts lowering it to the point it even retracts underground, facing the back of the Guardian Sprite. This causes a visual effect, since a camera is essentially being pointed at the playback, so it looks like taking a photo in a mirror, where the same image is repeating. Marvin turns the camera around, and we see the entrance to this room has a white symbol block for its corresponding room in the gift plane. This symbol is from the little connecting part of Penn and Wavy's room. This room, in even care, only has a small table and a picture or window, but nothing else. Marvin pauses the game at this point and goes to his pet collection. We see only Toneth is in his log. As Marvin leaves the menu, the pause screen description humorously reads, Your butt leaves a cavity in the chair. A final message to end Petscop 20, as we see the sound test menu start to open. It's your boy Chili Cheese J and holy shit, we're back. It's been a while, it's been four months to be exact. But we're here with a new Petscop investigative podcast on the LAG Radio Network. And a lot has happened in the four months that we've been gone. A lot of the reason we've been gone so long is personal shit, 
holidays, I moved, work. So hopefully we can get back to a somewhat normal uploading schedule in not four months. Because we still have three more, no, four more videos to cover in Petscop, including the little bit at the end of the soundtrack video that Tony put out, which I guess we should get to that right away. There is a man named Tony out there. And uh, what was has it been like two months now that he came out, revealed himself? It was right around the new year, I think. Yeah, it, it was right around the holidays. So uh, Petscop is officially done, as we all know. Um, Tony, you know, we know how, how, how do we feel about that, first of all, that uh, we know who did it. I'm fine with it now. It did. It never bothered me. It never like upset me that he like, for lack of a better term, blew his cover. The story of how that all kind of came to me was just kind of like crazy. I was just like, oh yeah, like I didn't plan for it to get this big. I was just kind of like joshing around, and yeah. then next thing you know, it blows up and people are loving it. Um, but it's cool. I think like, at first a lot of people were like disappointed because the 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 intrigue of not knowing who's behind it and that part of the mystery was like a huge part of it so i think at first people were like oh okay they kind of let down but i think that subsided with time and then he started talking about you know different things how this all came about from different projects he had done in the past and all this and he put out the soundtrack for us which is nice i have that to my disposal for these uh, podcast now, which I have utilized, and I did pay money for the podcast, which I or the soundtrack, which I hope anyone who did get the soundtrack did throw them. I know, I think it was five dollars, but I think a lot of people were giving him like ten, twenty. You know, since yeah, the videos were never monetized, he didn't make any money off the videos. So hopefully, he got a nice little payday from the soundtrack. He deserved it, oh, absolutely. Pet Scott is a master. I'm glad he's. We know who he is because he deserves the praise. I mean, it's been it was two plus years of of this and we get to continue it because we still have to wrap the story up in podcast form so a little bit extra uh content for pet scott fans out there is that we're still here and we're still gonna do it and uh it's gonna be interesting to to wrap it up (laughs) and when we finally cover 24 and then we're just like goodbye we're done with this (laughs) (laughs) it's that's gonna be a weird feeling for sure because we've been doing this for at Shit. least over a year and a half at this point. It's been a while. Because the, the network itself is about to be two years old. That's wild to me how that time's flown by. So, yeah, it's been about a year and probably like four months or something since we started our podcast series about Petscop. And appreciate all the success that we've had and everyone listening to it. Still getting plays. We're at thousands of plays for the Petscop podcast at this point. So that's nice. Um, especially since it's kind of hard to find us since you have to search for the LAG radio network to find the pet, to find all the different podcasts and stuff. So search for the LAG radio network and just hit subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using. We're on all of them except for uh, Spotify still because it's just a pain in the ass. So with that being said, you just listened to the narrative portion of Petscop 20. Um one we've been looking forward to for a good long while just because of the fact that it is the gameplay of Marvin himself. We've been through all these episodes with all of the the debug menus. The debug menu. Oh, yeah, yeah I got you. We've all been through that now and seen all these different generations and, you know, how there was, you know, uh, Bell and 
Paul and uh, Mike and everyone who's played the game. And finally, we you know, this video starts with loading up Marvin's playthrough. And so Marvin is, he starts playing the sixth generation of the game. And just wandering around. It starts just like how when, you know, Paul started, which is why we did the beginning of the nar or the narrative the way we did, because I wanted it to sound like we were going back and basically redoing our first podcast, like the same dialogue and everything, but just from the perspective of Marvin. That was the point of that. Is now. It sounds good. It worked out really worked well. Out, yeah. The editing didn't quite translate how I wanted it to, but that's all right. I mean... It is what it is. Um, so, yeah, Marvin just wandering around, even care, just like Paul reading the signs and stuff. It becomes abundantly clear very fast that Marvin just doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> it makes me wish going through this playthrough, like, I know it obviously wasn't possible when Marvin was doing his playthrough, but just how we heard, like, Paul's visible confusion. Yeah. I want to hear that from Marvin's perspective, Definitely. too. Especially once it goes into further generations. Where, cause, uh, and I'm pretty sure. Are we certain that uh, Marvin inputs the code by mistake when he's messing around with the controller configuration and stuff, and just hitting buttons? Because we know that right means left, like the controls are inverted. So Marvin's like already confused by that. So he's dicking around in the controls menu, and it's not soon after that that we hear that noise, the buzzing kind of sound that indicates that the code has been put in to open up uh, the new maker plane I mean I, I that would have to be my mistake wouldn't it the whole point of like Rainer like designing all of this would be to like put Marvin's guilt like to hold him accountable so I would think that there'd be like some kind of instruction it very well could have been accidental I'm under the impression it's not so when he does get to the new maker plane we just witness like just numerous cuts of him just wandering around lost not knowing what to do it starts to skip the different uh, videos of his playthrough where it's like the different names with the auto and then generated numbers but it's all in the sixth generation when finally we get a long cut cut to black for like a good four or five seconds and then we come back and he's standing in front of that little brick building where you exit into the new maker plane and now it says gen 7 so at some point Marvin or Rainer has gone back and made gen 7 specifically to give Marvin instructions on what to do. Because immediately text box start popping up saying, hey, you know, it's Rainer here, Marvin. There, there's some pretty heavy text box. Like, one of them that, like, sticks out in my mind is he says, um, only you know where she's buried. Like, the gravestone isn't marked. Go find it. Like, your only landmark is the little cellar door that's in Newmaker Plane. And he's just like endlessly wandering, and periodically like jumps in and out, yeah. and just like really. And he advises Marvin and... not to get lost. Mentions participating in a search for Carrie during the previous weekend, July fifth and sixth, nineteen ninety seven. This is all from the progress document on the Reddit. We actually printed. The, I printed the notes out this time, so we don't have to sift through the progress document on my iPad. Which is amazing that this is the first yeah. time that we had this idea. <laughs> Comments that the brick building should be fam a familiar landmark and suggests that Marvin should look for an unmarked grave, presumably Lena's grave. After some time, Rainer also provides Marvin with a speed increase so that he can search faster. Judging by Petscop 8, Marvin retains this boost indefinitely, but he doesn't seem to have it in his demo footage. Afterwards, Marvin continues to wander the new maker plane. So it's at this point where 
I think we get... Do we get more cuts here? Yeah, we get a couple more cuts here. And it's... Yeah, this is from the progress document, as we just discussed. It's been proposed that Marvin gets lost in Gen 6 and fails to find anything, so Rainer creates Gen 7 to address this issue by providing with hints on where to go. Which would indicate Rainer already knows the location of the grave and is simply using it as a landmark. Alternatively, Rainer may only be trying to create such an impression in an attempt to trick Marvin into revealing where the grave is. Which, that seems more likely to me. Because that like seems to be the point of Rainer trying to figure out, you know, where Lena is buried. Yeah, he's scoping for information. Because like, even that, like, when the text box pops up for him to ask questions and stuff, like, he asks, like, did you dig... And then and erases the spaces, it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you find Lena and shit like that, which is. And he's I mean, Tony. Tony, you're you're a fucking genius. He starts freaking out a little bit too because he's like, "Who's your boss?" Yeah. And like, just asking questions, like he's clearly defensive about it. Yeah. And he like by this point he knows like this made this game was made for him. Yeah. And made he starts to, like, panicking. Uncover like all the terrible, terrible shit that he's done. And then we get to the roadmap and places part to the room that we have never seen before and this is where we finally get the censored objects that we will come to soon known as caskets this was like my favorite part because the caskets are really in depth they're very grim and we're at gen 8 at this point now which probably means that these have been put into gen 8 they weren't in gen 7 and now now rainer's like really fucking with them i mean this is where rainer's like all right i got his attention now let's go deep So he really shows him how much he knows because yeah. Rainer clearly had some kind of association with Marvin's like. And there's wife. such a such disdain in these messages he's sending to Marvin. So Marvin descends to a previously unseen area under the Newmaker plane. In the in there, he encounters a room labeled as Roadmap with the unfinished caskets in it. This may be like a developer's room featuring behind the scenes information and insights, which would explain. I mean, this may only be in Gen 8. This, this, any generation that Paul might have played, he probably never found I mean, this it was room. only geared towards Marvin. Yeah. yeah. Which is also why these objects have been censored to us up until now. Because so we were never meant to see them on Paul's playthrough. Whereas Paul was probably seeing them and like trying to put the pieces together in his head. And we're just left to our own confusion and devices. But even still, yeah, they wouldn't have even made sense... To Paul, as he sees them. At the time of Petscop 20, the caskets are unfinished, so it's possible that the roadmap was meant as a showcase of the upcoming event. Let's just jump right into the caskets. The first casket is a red vase with a yellow flower. A blurry reflection of Care's face can be seen on the vase, alluding to an incident in which Marvin tries to convince Care that she's deformed. This one was really gruesome for me, because in the text box, it basically goes through what Marvin specifically told Care, which would have been Care talking to, I would assume, Rainer or her mom about it. And And just showcasing the assholery. Yeah, it really frames Marvin as a model citizen. And it's unsettling, too, to be saying that to such a small, innocent child. Yeah, like he calls her ugly and like nobody would look at her. The flower shack bears a strong resemblance to casket number one, which of course is where we find Care's blurred image in the early pet scops with Paul becoming the shadow monster man and all that business. 
Since this casket is based on an event happening during Carrie's imprisonment, and Rainer's commentary mentions her escape and then return home, the Gen 8 section of Petscop 20 must be taking place after November 12th, 1997. Rainer's knowledge of the vase incident implies that he either is in touch with Care while he is missing from June to Christmas 1997, or that Gen 8 is made after his return. Which, it's Care looking into the vase, seeing her reflection, and then Marvin just saying, look how ugly you are. And all that, you know. Yeah, just, just absolutely just, shattering her self-esteem. Which, I mean, she's a child, so of course she's going to believe yeah. Marvin being her dad. Uh, so Casket 2 is a red pyramid with an outline of a face in front of it. It's reference an event during which Rainer is painting the house feels disgust upon seeing a spinning carry. Uh, this one, actually, when I first looked at it, I knew what it was from. I knew it was from the uh, little cake room that Paul yeah. walked into. Because we saw that split yeah, second of that thing rotate. going crazy. Where Paul just, like, kind of, like, totally taken aback by seeing it. Yeah, because he doesn't know what to make of it. And I didn't know what to make of it when I saw it uncensored either, because it wasn't until talking with you that I realized that it was actually Care's face on the front of it. I thought it was like a geometric shape with like a circle in the center. And I was super confused as to like what that meant. And then yeah. you said, oh, well, like it looks like Care's face. It's Care A. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah, because she liked to spin and dance. And that one's a wild one as well. Because Rainer goes on to describe how she's just, just rapidly spinning while he's painting <laughs> over these walls. And it just absolutely appalls him. Which the painting over the walls comes next. With casket number three. Which is which pet scop is that when the they're in the the bedroom and where we actually see the painting taking place? Yeah, because Marvin has to do that. And I believe that's the same one where he's playing around with the demos as well. Like he has to mirror his demo recordings. Um, it is in Petscop fourteen. But that censored object is a stencil drawing of Care's hands from the NLM picture. So we're kind of noticing the pattern with these caskets. It's the descent of uh, Care as a as a person, as a little child, as Marvin abuses her just mentally. Just the anguish growing. Casket 3 is the censored object in Petscop 14, made evident by the matching corner of the rug, the floor, and the wall. And then Casket 4, one we have been hearing about for a long time. The random, the letters on a chalkboard. So Casket 4 consists of five words written in red chalk on a blackboard. In the commentary, Rayner mentions an abandoned elementary school which Marvin inhabits. So this was obviously done when Care, all of these in a sense, except for the, the painting of the walls, which still has a connection to this, would be in result to Care's kidnapping and obviously abuse that happened during that point and probably most likely prior. And the fact that we now find out that Marvin has just been living in this abandoned school, you know, which, which is so fucking creepy. Sounds shit. super <laughs> cool. Like, don't get me wrong. I would do it. But yeah, that's hella creepy, <laughs> especially for a creep like Marvin. And it makes the, 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 the first person scenes of wandering around the, the school even more ominous. Because we know that is completely abandoned, and it's just like his just hideout at that point, which is makes those those sequences even weirder now. The the hypothesis is the five words on the chalkboard may be the same ones as the one on the pages in Tool's room because they do look very similar, and it makes sense. Uh, this may further indicate that the pages contain transcriptions of Red Tool's answers, and would further connect Casket Four with Red Tool. 
In Petscop 11, Care A's description mentions that Care B is in the school. Seeing as the remaining three caskets have clear connections with the remaining three forms of care and how similar chalkboards are found in the school, Casket 4 is likely to have a connection with Care B. Casket 4 makes an appearance in Petscop 20... Nope, can't get... We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to eliminate any references to further Petscops. That one, that one missed me. So now we've seen all the caskets. We've seen the uncensored objects that we've been talking about forever and ever. And not like the mind-blowing kind of things that we like maybe thought they would be but just makes sense in how this is playing out even further as this game was made for marvin to just absolutely torture yeah it's to hold him accountable for what he's done and possibly to find answers yes as well so because they clearly never found like lena they're She's missing with the windmill. It's gone. Even though we did see the grave in Petscop 18. We did. So so at this, at this juncture, Marvin proceeds to the right to a section labeled as Places, where he examines an image depicting a bench in front of a large window. This is most likely an external view of the party room. He then proceeds towards the area where Paul chases him in Petscop 8, except there is now a passage to the left, which is where he ran through the wall. Did that happen? Yeah, that's exactly where... Yeah, yeah, he, like, started running up it, and then Paul was like, oh, what the hell's going on? So basically, we're seeing a mirrored playthrough of Marvin, which maybe Rainer put in there to guide... I mean, mean, at this point... Future players and iterations that are going on, yeah. Marvin proceeds to explore more under their new maker plane and he finds and examines Mike's grave with the description, like, staying on... Like, yeah, like, Rainer just implants this, the... The Michael Havman, whatever years he was alive and all that. Yeah, it after just he looks never just leaves. It stays. stays burned on the screen for who knows how long. Just there to just be like. He loads eat, in a whole new Marvin. area and it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. He then encounters Red Tool, which he asks, did you find Lena? After he asks, did you dig erases and then <laughs> yeah. find Lena? Which I'm sure Rainer found. Because that's the thing. Rainer's got, you know, Rainer's watching these videos after the fact and stuff. So. And then he asks, who is your boss? Both of which, you know, get the generic, I don't know. Then when he gets, what year is it? He gets the calendar. The green calendar, which represents the year 1997. But he can't interact with it. So towards the end of Petscop, Marvin uh, interacts with the screen behind Red Tool. And this is the interesting part. This is like, this is cool. Because this is where we get to see... We've seen the camera before. Whereas, like, where Marvin was, like, going up to the camera and, like, he's placing all the little blocks and stuff and earlier pet scops. And then uh, Paul finds it later and it's turned red, meaning it's activated and being used. We now get to see that camera being used in Pet Scop 20 with Marvin, you know, interacting with it and spinning it up and down. And even, like... He really... He goes underneath, Yeah, he clips too. through to where you see one of the symbol blocks corresponding with a different part of Even Care. At first, like, when we when I first saw 20, I didn't put that together. I was just like, oh, this is different. And then I realized, oh, shit, that's the camera. That's the fucking camera from earlier Pet Scops that we saw just sitting up there in front of the windmill when you couldn't... The windmill was already gone, but there was just the camera there. And then that might be, like, when Marvin goes up to the camera, that's, like, him telling a player, like, this is where it's at. That's, like, the hint of this yeah. is where the windmill is. Look through this. Because when yeah. Paul goes and plays through it, he can only see the windmill looking through the camera. And he's saying, but, in the, but he's asking where his house is. Right. Because maybe in, like, his early 
those early generations of Petscop that he's playing, his house isn't yet there in the game yet for him to find. So maybe that's what that is. Since he knows the camera's there and he knows that's what that is, when you go up to that spot where you can manipulate it, you that's where that gameplay footage is from, which is fucking cool as shit. Yeah, it's absolutely cool. Petscop in general is cool yeah. as shit. <laughs> I mean, putting all these things together after all these years is, is pretty cool. So towards the end, yeah, we see uh, he then turns around to reveal one of the white cubes. Marvin then opens the menu of the pet submenu, which shows that he still has no pieces because there's like there's just no pieces in the game. At this no, point. that part hasn't even we he hasn't even seen pieces yeah. in that game. And that he's in possession of Tonith, uh, which is the same pet that he had in possession with when he was playing around with the camera. Well, yeah, because yeah, that was the one that Paul couldn't capture. Yeah, only got him because of Marvin. So since Tona's description mentions a dog and Marvin's gamepad language voice is derived from a dog bark, it's possible that there's a deeper connection between the two. E.g., Tona's description may be meant for Marvin, or Rainer may be implying that Marvin and the dog are similar. Because Marvin is a dog. He's a piece of shit. So at this point uh, in Pepscop 20, Rainer has, uh, has left multiple messages for Marvin. His message in Gen 7 shows that he knows of Marvin and Lena's backstory and either knows where Lena's grave is or is trying to trick Marvin into revealing that information, which he almost did by saying dig, which he did say dig and then deleted it. We all know what he meant. Yeah. The notes he leaves on the caskets in Gen 8 indicate that he now knows that Marvin is living at the abandoned school and is aware of at least some of the details of Kara's time there. He also reveals that he helps Anna in painting over the stencils in events that may be referen- an event that may be referenced in Petscop 14. In Petscop 20, Marvin is able to... Okay, we already covered that. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, this is something I just copied and pasted. So in 1977, Marva, Anna, and Lena go to an old windmill. Anna takes photographs of the others, and at some point, the windmill and Lena disappear. Afterwards, Marvin attempts to lure Lena back home by throwing her a birthday party... Pre- depicted in party room but the attempt is unsuccessful rainer seems to doubt this story and believes that lena lies in an unmarked grave marvin's behavior in petscop 20 especially him asking almost asking red tool did you dig can be seen as confirming those suspicions so yeah we end petscop 20 with realizing that yes marvin is a despicable human being it's official we now have eyewitness accounts of Marvin himself in the game. I mean, who knows if Marvin has ever even played a video game before? We don't know how old Marvin actually is. So. I'm assuming he's, at this time, would probably be in his 40s. So yeah, he uh, maybe he's played like Pong at best, but even that's a stretch. That's a big stretch. Maybe some Atari. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a little bit of Atari here and there. Some Pitfall. <laughs> Seems like a game Marvin could dig. What what's the game that that you were playing? The the Oregon Trail is that the one I'm thinking of? Uh, the one where everyone gets dysentery. Yeah, I also had Montezuma's Revenge on the Atari when I was still a game collector. So yeah, this this Petscop Twenty is just like this whole reveal of like everything that we've suspected of Marvin. All the little hints we've gotten from Marvin. The you know the uncensored objects obviously are a big part of that. And now knowing he lives in the abandoned school, I mean, it's just all of these things that have been slowly adding up are just released upon us in Petscop 20. So it makes it a, a definitely a pivotal episode of Petscop and one that is interesting to watch numerous times just because of the way you can see Marvin reacting 
with the controls as Rainer is talking to him through these messages. He, like, gets erratic sometimes moving around. I really wish that I could just hear what's going on on his end. Yeah, definitely. There's this dynamic between Rainer and Marvin is definitely one of the more interesting aspects of Petscop. And I wish we knew more about Rainer. Having more of Rainer's backstory, I think, would have been helpful. That's, like, the one thing I'm kind of disappointed about in Petscop in the end. But at the same time, you know, this couldn't go on forever. No. I mean, how many rabbit holes could could this go down? Uh, Potentially, I mean, it's gone down quite a bit. I mean, two years and it's, it's... I mean, this could have gone on for five years, probably. Tony could have kept doing this, but, you know, I get why, you know... Quit while you're ahead, right? Then again, he, like, never knew that this was going to do what it did, that there would be a whole subreddit of, like, yeah, he five was just figures around. people subbed to it talking about it in a this progress community. document. That the progress document is now, like, fucking, it's, it's dense. Yeah. It's a Bible's worth of pages. It's huge. So, yeah, we'll leave you with that, and we'll be back, hopefully, maybe in a month rather than four Four. months. (laughs) So thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for Tony to giving us this amazing content to make this content about. It's been a blast. Uh, It's kept the network going, really. It's kept my interest going. I mean, it's, it's given us an avenue to do things like Local 58. And... There are other little things out there similar to Local 58 that like I've considered covering. There's something called Analog Archives, but I just don't know how we would make a continui- continuity of it. But there are things out there that maybe we could dip our toe into. And oh, absolutely. More creepy videos and stuff. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We've got Petscop. Petscop is the priority. Local 58's like in second place priority. <laughs> So Petscop's our cornerstone, yes. for sure. Local 58 does well, though. Not as well as Petscop, but it does well. When Matt Pat finally made his uh, Local 58 video, that definitely helped <laughs> get oh, our podcast yeah. out there more. Oh, yeah. Made it more popular than, rather than this niche little th- thing on the internet of cool analog videos that really caught my attention. So Local 58's probably coming next, I would suspect, because... 21 and 22 and 20 well not 23 but i think those narratives will be a little bit more intensive than this one was this one was a little bit easier on the narrative because just marvin wandering around being a dick and rainer being a dick back to him (laughs) (laughs) so thanks for listening thanks for subbing thanks for uh hitting us up we'll talk to you later i'm chili cheese jay I don't think you ever introduced yourself. No, I didn't. I'm Creepy Pete. I've been here the whole time, (laughs) but I'm signing out. (laughs) Later, folks.